Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Rome Business Radio X. I am Roger Manus, and this is Talking Jobs with Etowah Employment. We are joined by Etowah Employment CEO, Leighton Roberts. Leighton, how are you? Good, Roger. How are you? I am fantastic, and we're going to talk a little jobs and workforce in the Rome, Georgia, Northwest Georgia area, which is what Rome Business Radio is about, and specifically your show. If you would, we've got a couple of guests in studio here today, guests of yours. Would you please introduce them? I will. We are very happy to have our Friends over at uh, F&P Georgia, uh, Nat Massey, who is the senior HR manager, as well as Jennifer Cole, who is the uh, manager of HR. Yes? So welcome, guys. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks. Happy to be here. Good. How are you? Don't, don't, don't be nervous. It's just a conversation. It, this is good, actually, because you are this – is, this is obviously a podcast, not visuals, but you are both wearing shirts, F&P America shirts, with your names on them. So I cannot forget, it's Nat and Jennifer. I'm sure. Roger. Nice to meet you. Yeah, everybody in our company wears the Very same sexy. uniform, top, top to bottom. So, uh, Well, let's get the ball rolling a little bit because you guys – F&P, you know, it's not a retail thing. What do you guys do? Nat, just let's start with you. Sure. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. F&P Georgia is a uh, subsidiary of FTEC, and we're a Tier 1 manufacturer to the auto industry. Tier 1 means we supply straight to the auto manufacturers. We supply parts to Honda and Nissan and um, – other plants supply to people like Tesla and GM and stuff like that. But our plant, we do Nissan and Honda. We've been around since 2000. We make primarily the suspension components. So on your Honda, the part that the front wheels hook to and the engine sits in, we make the engine cradle, which right. is a major structural component. We also make some small stays and stiffeners that sort of hold things together. And then um, tangentially, our company's gotten involved in brake pedals. We make brake pedals which uh, are in most Hondas and Nissans. You'll see our brake pedals. So, Jennifer, with it being – you guys are a global company, but you're not retail, which is why it might not roll off people's tongue because you don't have to to brand. What are the unique challenges with that, with, you know, letting – I mean, is, is it important that you let people know what you do, or is it just let's do our thing in-house? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is important that we let um, everyone know what we do and that they understand um, how important what we make is because our parts, you know, save lives. Sure. Um, and I think that's pretty important. Leighton, what is what is Etowah Employment's relationship with M&P? We are friends. We don't do uh, business. I've known Jennifer for, for several, several years now. Yes. Uh, and this is my first uh, meeting with Nat. Um in fact, we had a conversation over the phone, and uh, <laughs> yeah. they graciously accepted to uh, to do our podcast. So, no business relationship, only uh, uh, business friends. Sure, and but that's part of what Rome Business Radio is about, and talking jobs with Etowah Employment, so we can discuss the business community community of Rome in Northwest Georgia. Um, how many how many uh, employees do you have over there at F and P? Currently, we have six hundred and seven total employees. We have one hundred and twenty five temps. And we have 398 full-time employees, 76 are salaried, and then we have eight expats, expatriated associates, which are employees that come from our parent company in Japan. Jennifer, talk to that relationship, if you don't mind. You know, this this is, I'm from Rome, small town, USA, but you guys are, are a subsidiary of a, an international company that is Japanese in origin. What are, what are the unique challenges there? Well, you have to understand the cultures. There are two different cultures, and I think um, myself, you know, have an appreciation for the Japanese culture. Mm -hmm. um, I've actually learned a lot over 17 years of working with the Japanese. Um, it, 
very unique individuals, um, very approachable also. And um, I think that there are challenges because of the, of course, language barriers. Um, they do have, trans- we do have translators at our company that help, you know, assist our expats. And, um, and they really want to be involved with our associates. I think a lot of them are very personable. Um, again, like I said, they're approachable individuals. And um, they have a sort of a family approach to things like they they like mm-hmm. that um that our associates um are like family to them you know we've really gone full circle as far as the yes. workforce over yeah. the past 20 plus years when if you looked back in the 80s 90s um, we didn't have a lot of international companies here in rome and so i guess the japanese companies were, were one of the biggest international groups to come to rome right? yeah we recruited as a the county and the city recruited like water metals initially came in and had a very delicious restaurant come with them. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, you know, it was nice to sort of open that avenue to the Japanese to roll in. And then we came in 2000, you know, and brought, you know, pretty big wave of group came with the Honda plant when they, when they put that together. So. And now you look at all the, uh, the, um, Japanese companies that we have in Rome or let's say a five county radius. Uh, we have Japanese, we have Italian, mm-hmm. we have Belgium companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Rome has really been an attraction for that, almost like a United Nations <laughs> of, right, yeah. of, uh, of businesses. So that's, that's speaks volumes for, you know, our chamber of commerce and attracting, uh, different kinds of businesses and different internationalities. Yeah, it's really neat. I mean, they, again, started 20 years ago, 30 years ago, working really hard to bring in, you know, international companies to kind of build up when the textile uh, market sort of faded away. Um, we needed to fill that void. And so they worked bringing in, you know, the auto industry. Yeah. You know, F&P Georgia has, has been around since 2000. And so this is kind of a, um, a dated question, but I, I still think you probably see some challenges. You know, how do you import a particular kind of culture, in this case Japanese, how do you import that into Rome, Georgia? What, yeah, what are some challenges? I, yeah, I don't know that there are any real difficult challenges to surmount. I mean, they're, you know, the Japanese culture, they're people like we are. They're passionate about their jobs. They care about their families. Um you know, we we always sort of made comment or uh, laughed about the movie Gung Ho. Roger, you brought that up earlier <laughs> as your as your segue. If you don't know who Michael Keaton is, Google him. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but in reality, the the actual reality, they want to to make a superior product, and culturally, they join a business to stay there their entire lives, which is a little different than we're seeing now culturally, right? Correct. So. You know, it's it's interesting the discussions you have. They don't understand why people quit companies. It just doesn't make sense to them. And, you know, you always see that learning period when an expat comes to the U.S. and, you know, they're kind of confronted with our culture and the way we do things. And they're sort of you know, confused and challenged by that. Right, right. And then they sort of, you know, they get uh, up to speed and, you know, sort of start to understand our ways, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Again, there's no real challenges. They care about what they do. They want to make a great product. We do, too. One of the great indicators that we see, you know, with businesses, and especially like F&P Georgia being a an employer of choice in this area, um, 20 years ago, you would uh, – someone would say, well, I work for this Japanese company called F&P of Georgia, or I work for this Italian company mm-hmm. called Pirelli. You don't hear that now. Um, so 
the the fact that it is a Japanese company or an Italian company or a Belgian company is 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 uh, is not really important anymore around here. You know what's interesting is originally I worked when I started there in '04. They sent us to a class to teach us about working with Japanese, and they'd send the Japanese to a class working with Americans. And so the primary thing you take away from that is Japan's an island nation, and everything they do is born from that. So, for example, when we would design a manufacturing space, you know, Americans want a lot of room around them, and we want some, you know, space to move around. The Japanese like things very close at hand. Right. From a manufacturing perspective, there's some great advantages to that. And they really took Deming's principles after World War II and, you know, the Toyota manufacturing system and really accelerated that to where they really can manufacture very, very well. Yeah. They do a really good job. You you said something pretty interesting, and that is they don't understand, still don't understand, turnover. And their culture is a womb-to-grave type situation. Exactly, yes. And and really, if you look at generational differences in the workplace, and we look at um, um, baby boomers or mature generation, they pretty much had that womb to grave job mm-hmm. mentality. Now we fast forward to the Gen X, the Gen Z, and everybody's eyes get wider uh, when we Millennial. talk about millennials, and they don't have that um, um, that. I don't want to say work ethic; it's a different type. They, they don't of have work that. Ethic. They don't have that viewpoint. That's right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Is that, is that fair to say, Jennifer? Are you finding generational differences in the workforce you're trying to attract? Absolutely. And we're pretty diverse. And it, and I think it's fair to say, and Nat can correct me, but even in the Japanese culture, like some of our translators who are in the Gen X, where they, um, what is it, the um, Y generation, right. post-millennial. <laughs> yes. And I lose track. I'm sorry. They <laughs> are not opposed to, to moving on in, um, to another company if, if it's beneficial to them you know the the especially the the millennial and gen x gen y gen z now um they have a mentality we used to call it in my generation we used to call it job hopping right well they see it as a career matrix so they'll work several years at one location and then they'll go somewhere else and take those skills with them and so on and so forth so uh, by the time gen z retires, if there is such a thing, um, then they may have 10 jobs, 10 different careers. And uh, there's a great book that uh, was written by a New York firm called uh, Yankovich and Associates, and it's called Rocking the Ages. And it talks about each one of these different workforces Mm -hmm. from mature to now Gen Z uh, and what motivates them, what motivates them to succeed. It's a it's a great, uh, great book. Wonderful book. What do you guys find motivates the younger generations? Well, I think we have to be definitely more creative. Um, I think they they like to have um, time mm-hmm. as far as on their phone, um, Wi-Fi, passwords in the cafeteria. <laughs> Those are things that motivate me. And how does the Japanese culture feel about having flexibility? Phones? They don't mind. The, the phones, just not out on the, not production on the floor. floor. floor yes. Yeah. You know, safety is, of course, important. Sure. Um, so we drive that culture, you know, as far but, as. And also, culturally, the Japanese really want to make their workforce happy. I mean, they spend a they lot do. of time and energy. What do we need to do to make these guys happy? And they give us a lot of latitude in that. For example, you know, we play various radio stations in the cafeteria during breaks all day long, pretty much. And 
Again, they have Wi-Fi What about passwords. podcasts? Do you do podcasts in the break room? We <laughs> will going forward. <laughs> we will. Podcasts, particularly this one. It's going to play on a loop. Did that sound self-serving? I like yeah, it. Okay. Well, I like depending it. on how this one goes, we'll play it in the loop. Uh, not, maybe not. Um, so, again, you know, it's that kind of thing. When I was uh, – this takes me back a little bit. When I got out of college, they said that you'll have three jobs in your career. I'm, I'm a little older than the average bear. So I got out in 93. And then – they say these guys will have 10 jobs, like you say, in their matrix Yeah, that are getting out now. So. I, I can remember being told by somebody, you don't want to bounce from job to job because exactly, then your yeah. resume looks like this is a unhappy person or somebody who can't work with. But the fact that that's changed, it's, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's interesting. Yep. Is it's when, great. When we interview people now, an, an older associate, and I won't say Bruce's name out loud, <laughs> he'll look at somebody's resume, and if they move a lot, it concerns him. Because Bruce has been with the company for 32 years, and, you know, it's he is a long-term employee. He's a great employee. He's my boss. He's an amazing man. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this uh, will be broadcast during the uh, yeah, right. lunch. Yeah. But anyway, he, um, you know, he looks at that, and he says, okay, this person's moved a lot. Why have they moved? And he'll ask him, why have you moved so many times? All right. How long have you been with F&P, George? I started in 04. And how long have you, Jennifer? I've been almost three years. Okay. So you're – there for the long haul sure, and sure. you're on the start of the long haul. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> um, did you envision that when you took it? Actually I did. You took I, the job. Yeah. yeah. I'd started my, I'd, I went to Berry college, graduated and then drug my beautiful wife around the Southeast to two separate companies and a number of different plants. When we had our children, you know, she said, it's time we've, we've gone and grown. It's time to go home. So we moved from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, back to Rome after my daughter was born. And I just wanted a place I could, you know, plant roots into and stay forever. So that was my goal. Jennifer, three years there. and I plan to stay and retire there. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe retire in 10 years. And... Have 17. <laughs> Jennifer has a uh, uh, background with, with another Japanese company. Too. So this is not her first rodeo that is with, a, with a Japanese company. I did work for, for another Japanese company in the auto industry for about 14 years. <clears throat> and then, you know, sometimes you realize it's time for a change. And it was a good positive change for me. And um, F&P, um, I had worked with the previous um, HR manager for a lot of years. And we networked, benchmarked off one another. And um, I always admired F&P, mm-hmm. the things that they did for their associates right it was it was different and um they had a lot of fun and gave a lot of money away yeah we were really excited when the opportunity came to get jennifer on board it was, it was really exciting for us when when you say associates you ref, is is that uh, an internal nomenclature yeah that's oh. for employees right um that's interesting um and I want to get back to something you said earlier. I'll have over 600 employees. This, this actually fascinates me about job, about businesses and late. Maybe you can touch on this as well. When they're not retail, average person on the street like me might not have ever heard of your brand. And then even the brand itself, unless you know, is very generic, you know, FNP Georgia, what does that mean? Um, so just talk about the community impact that you guys, you create all these jobs. That's a lot of food on a lot of tables. That's, that's a lot of taxes being paid by your organization because it is so big, but yet it's quietly big, I guess, to the <laughs> sure. average citizen. Sure. Well, one of the things that, that, that we notice, um, especially in, in this area, or let's say a five county area, 
um, is how many people are actually working at, Roger, to your point, these quiet organizations um, and the impact. I mean, this would be a great question for for the Chamber of Commerce. Um, You're you're impacting 600-plus lives. Um, not to mention the uh, expats coming over. So well, I would well, assume six hundred plus families. Plus families. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. Yeah, uh, that's right. A lot of food on a lot of tables. Yep, yeah, that's true. What? Let's talk about briefly about um, uh, workforce in this area in general. Uh, recruiting. Uh, what are the challenges there that you've seen, Jennifer? Well, there are many challenges with that, and I think that we have countermeasured um, that to death. But again, like we were talking earlier, as far as um, turnover and countermeasures, we have to be creative and think of more interesting um, ways to attract people um, to our company. So it has been a challenge. We have made some improvements there. Um, so we we know that putting a good face out in the community is important. It's it's important to our Japanese management also. We participate and actually host um, an annual 5K charity event every year. We um, have a lot of our associates that um, participate in that and work in that, and that kind of gets our name out, and I think that's a positive um, impact. We also, Nat and I, participate um, in the College and Career Academy. I'm on the board of directors there. Um, the GRIA, um, Nat and I are both involved in the Greater Rome Existing Industries Association. That's what um, mm. GRIA stands for. And we do a lot of work with the chamber as well and try to support um, them and other organizations such as the YMCA. You look at um, uh, the unemployment for this area. And when we say this area, we're also talking about even over in Cherokee County, Mm -hmm. Alabama, uh, Somerville, which is uh, Chattooga County. And all in all, it's about the same. We're talking about a a 3% unemployment is this the lowest that uh, yes, that you yeah. since Absolutely. 1969? It's the yeah. lowest yeah. 69. Yeah. So, so I had a professor in college that said you'd ne- I'd, you'd never seen anything below three three. Yeah. And then yeah. here we're at three. And here we are. Yeah. You know, we years ago when I first started, we didn't have people. We didn't have runners or people to ghost on us. It's a new term, ghosting, mm-hmm. where people just disappear. Right. <laughs> and so we we never had that. Maybe once every six months, somebody would go to break and not come back. It's a pretty regular occurrence. We're yeah. seeing that, and I think uh, as I talk to other, you know, other HR and, and manufacturing professionals, they're seeing that as well. Folks just aren't satisfied with what they're doing, and so then they get in their car and drive away. And you know what's what's interesting when we when we say three percent unemployment, um, there are a lot of people who share this um, this same theory that if you have a three percent unemployment in an area, then perhaps half of those of that 3% really don't want to work. No, yeah. So then you're left with a 1.5 unemployment, if, yeah. which is that really, is really low. The fact. Yeah. You could even take it far. We're at frictional unemployment. I mean, we're at frictional unemployment. Like there's just nobody out there really wants to. Right. When um, into specific job categories that FMP Georgia would employ, I mean, what jobs would, you know, a high school or a college Skill set. What skill set would be needed for various jobs at FNP? We actually have a very wide range. So we have uh, everything from, you know, an associate just out of high school that could, you know, load and feed a weld cell up to we train them to be certified welders. 
okay. which is a highly sought after skill. Sure. Uh, we have technicians that have gone to school for a long time, very skilled technicians working with very advanced robots and manufacturing systems, hydraulics, electrical. Um, we have facilities groups that will send their teams to training and then train those guys up on things like HVAC and, you know, the kind of building systems that keep the lights on and that kind of thing, power distribution. And then we have, you know, professional management type folks that are accounting and HR professionals, and, <laughs> right. you know, procurement professionals. So we've got a very wide range at our operation. Um, Jennifer, one of the things that F&P differs, I think, on other, with other companies in this area is the onboarding process. Uh, physicals, things of that nature. Can you talk a little bit about what, what it takes to onboard a new employee? Sure. So we have um, a temp-to-hire situation in most cases for, for production. We do have um, an occupational health program. We have a nurse on site which is kind of unique to our company. There are a few others that do have that. And um, so once they are on, part of their onboarding process is a physical drug screen, which our occupational health nurse does the screenings for those. That's um, on post offers. And um, after about 520 hours, they're, they're hours and have a job for life if they want it. That's great. And That's many great. avenues um, to, you know, be promoted. Mm-hmm. How many how many F and P's are there around? Um, I know it's Japanese owned, but there's you you mentioned earlier. There's Canada. There's um, yeah, sure. We have a, there's Canada. There's one in Ohio, Troy, okay. Ohio. There's F and P Mexico. We have one in Mexico. There's another plant in Mexico and another plant in Canada as well that have different names. So um, let's go back twenty years. Why was this plate? Why were we selected? Sure. So Honda decided to build in Lincoln, Alabama, and they came in secretly and bought the land secretly, sort of like Disney did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we did the same thing. Our actual original name that we Sorry. introduced ourselves to Rome was a manufacturing company called Trojan Horse, which is obviously cleverly named. Um, and it's funny when you look at the original blueprints for our building – just Trojan Horse Manufacturing on it. Oh, really? Because we didn't want people to know we were the Japanese manufacturing. I don't know that that really would have mattered. I think that you know, the chamber and the folks in Floyd County would be more than happy to have us no matter what our name was. So um, Rome was, you know, just a wonderful community. Uh, there was a lot of um, opportunity for hiring at the time. There was a lot of, a lot of open uh, capacity. And they had the land, great industrial park which was developed, I think, in the earlier 80s yeah. that we're in now. So it's a great industrial park. So we had all the resources that uh, the Trojan Horse Manufacturing needed at the time. So. Mm. What is, Leighton, what is your impression of them in the community before I ask them? It, um, F&P Georgia has always been an employer of choice. And by that, um, in, in our business, in a staffing business, uh, are people coming in, are they asking for um, do you have any jobs at F and P? So we we view that as an uh, an employer of choice and and also someone that's that's simply good to their employees. And so F and P Georgia has a great reputation of that. That's good to hear, isn't it? That is very good. Yeah, yeah. Proud of that. <laughs> if somebody were interested in applying for a job, uh, do we have contact information or what's the best thing for them to do? Um, internet, email, whatever. Yes, we you know, indeed, they can do that. Um, as far as um, skilled labor or management positions, engineers, that would be through Indeed, Glassdoor, LinkedIn. Um, 
also up for production positions. That North Georgia Staffing is our current provider, so they would need to um, contact their agency. And that, any final thoughts from you? No, we really, really appreciate this opportunity to talk about our company. We're very proud of it, and yeah, and I hope that it came off well. I think um, <laughs> we're uh, you know six hundred. Seven really excited folks working really hard. We've got to, you know, kind of consider ourselves a manufacturing family. We spend most of our day at our waking hours at work, and we want to make that such a, you know, really good and wonderful place to work. So we work hard to do that. And it sounds like it is. Jennifer, any final thoughts? Just proud to be a part of (laughs) F&P. She's much much more succinct than uh, than (laughs) that. Loquacious. Well, thank you you both, uh, Nat and Jennifer, for being here and sharing your wisdom. Take us out, Layton. That's music, so you have to say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) See you next time. We've been talking jobs with NOI Employment. Thank you. Good job, y'all.